Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? recognize it's so amazing when you think about this and I just love their comment verse 32 and they said to one another did not our heart heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us <laughs> could you imagine but again not to be cliche and not to just keep harping on this point you can have that every day have you ever been studying the word and this happens where within you your heart just burns because you know it's his truth if not keep going Keep inviting him in. Keep studying his word. Because the Holy Spirit does lead us into all truth. And this, again, with God's word being perfect, understand this. As Jesus went through that study with these men on the road to Emmaus, you know he probably talked about Genesis 3.15, the first uh, uh, scripture that prophesied him. He probably went into Isaiah 53, that all of our transgressions were put on this, this one, the Lamb. He probably went into Psalm 22 and talked about a thousand years before crucifixion was invented, how, how it said his hands and his feet would be nailed, would be pierced, and how he'd be forsaken by the Father, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. We know he probably mentioned all those things, but I believe wholeheartedly that he also mentioned the feasts of the Lord. Because the volume of the book speaks of him. And the most important things for Israel are the feasts of the Lord. So if the most important things for the nation that was set apart just to bring forth Messiah and be a light to the Gentiles, the most important thing for them to not be about Jesus, I'm sorry, folks, I don't have that kind of faith. <laughs> it's all about him. The feasts of Israel are all about him. And this is what we know. Jesus was resurrected on the Feast of First Fruits. Leviticus 23, 10 through 11 this is how Israel was commanded. Just after giving them the feast of Passover and the feast of unleavened bread, the Lord says this, verse 10, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of firstfruits of your harvest to the priest. Verse 11, He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Do you understand the day after the Sabbath is Sunday, after Passover, after unleavened bread? They were to take a sheaf. A sheaf is just a bundle, a bundle of wheat. They bind it together, and they were to wave it as a faithful offering and a thankfulness of more to come. It was a handful of offering that would give a display of more to come and a thankful heart. And so this is what happened. This is the first fruits of Israel. This is the feast of first fruits. Jesus Christ was our first fruit. Do you understand that? If only there was a passage of Scripture that told us that. There is. 1 Corinthians 15, 20-23 says this, But now Christ is risen from the dead 
and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ that is coming. And so Jesus Christ is our first fruits offering. He is our first fruits offering. But if God's word is so perfect, if it's so exact, where's the handful of offering? You would have thought that the Lord would have raised many people out of the, out of the graves. You would have thought that God would have taken a handful of others and presented them as a, as a wave offering. Oh wait, he did do that. <laughs> Matthew 27, 51 through 53. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Verse 53, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Some people, that's probably the first time you've ever heard that verse. Probably not here. I mean, many of us know that verse, but do you understand what this is saying? When the veil of the temple was tore, he tore it, God tore it earthquake happened and the graves broke open. But notice this, nobody rose from the dead. These people didn't raise from the dead until after our first fruit, Jesus Christ. Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday. And then it tells us a handful of others right here rose from the dead. Saints. And they walked into Jerusalem and presented themselves. Do you see how perfect God's word is? A handful of offering on the feast of first fruits. But I guess it's just a coincidence. We're big on coincidences around here. If you're new, we look at coincidences every week. It's just remarkable how many coincidences there are in the Bible, which we know they're not coincidences. God's word is exact. It's exact. It's perfect. And here's what I want you to recognize. Fifty days later, another one of those early feasts was fulfilled when the Holy Spirit was given and the church was born on Pentecost. To the day. So understand, if Jesus Christ was not presented on Palm Sunday, on the 10th of Nisan, if he was not crucified on Passover, if his body was not put in the grave on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, then God missed it by that much. He rose from the dead on Feast of First Fruits. The church was born on Pentecost, the first four feasts, to the day. And they had everything to do with his first coming which leaves only three more feasts to be fulfilled. And I have this thing, and maybe it's just me, but if God fulfilled the first four feasts to the day with the first coming of Jesus Christ, the chances are he may just indeed fulfill the last three feasts, the fall feasts, what are called the latter feasts, with his second coming. You know, those last feasts, just to touch on those quickly, is the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah. It's not Rosh Hashanah, by the way. That's a modern thing. That means head of the year. It's not the new year, according to God's calendar. It's the seventh month. It's a time of celebrating the first day of the seventh month. They were to blow trumpets, Yom Teruah. They were to blow trumpets. It was a feast dedicated to the Lord from Israel, the Feast of Trumpets, that one's still to come. Then we have the Feast of Atonement, Yom Kippur, where Israel is to afflict their souls. They're to go into a time of affliction, solemn remembrance and affliction. And the last feast is the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot, Feast of Booths. And it's written that Israel was to build tabernacles, each family, and live in them for seven days to remind them 
that they'd been rescued from the bondage of Egypt. Just think about this. I'm not saying this is true. No man know the day or the hour. But what if the Feast of Trumpets, what if that lines up with the trumpet we're waiting for? But what if? I'm not saying it will, but what if? And what if Yom Kippur, what if the, the Feast of Atonement, what if that starts the tribulation? Remember, Israel will be afflicted. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. And we know there'll be some gap between the rapture and the beginning of the tribulation because we know from Thessalonians the Antichrist can't come to power until the church is removed. But yet the Antichrist is the one who starts this peace treaty, the seven-year peace treaty that starts the tribulation. So if he can't come to power until after we're removed, there must be some gap in there. I don't know if it's a day, a month, a year, I don't know. But what if that starts the tribulation? And what if, just what if, the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the only feast, by the way, that will continue to celebrate in the Millennial Kingdom, every nation on earth. But what if it lines up with the second coming of Christ when he will come and once again tabernacle with you and me and with the entire world and rule and reign? What if? Aren't these amazing and wonderful things to ponder? I don't want to be one of those when Jesus shows up and says, you should have known from the scriptures. You should have known. I want to challenge you. Continue to study the word of God. Continue to believe it as truth. And understand the power of the resurrection, the feast of first fruits. What that means for you and me is more than we could ever imagine or think. The resurrection for the Christian is something so powerful. Without the resurrection, we miss a lot. And understand, they came to these, these two men on the road to Emmaus after this Bible study. They went back to the disciples, and the disciples still didn't believe them. I don't want us to be like that. And I also want to, as we close today, as we get ready for communion, I want us to concentrate on what the resurrection really means. Pastor John Corson wrote this, and I found it. I went looking for it because I remembered this. It really impacted me when I read it. I want to read this to you as we get ready for communion, but listen to this. The resurrection proves the validity of Jesus, the validity of his sacrifice, because without it, we would never know if his work on our behalf was accepted. Then it would be a toss-up between believing Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, or any other self-proclaimed prophet or guru. The resurrection places Jesus in a different category than any other so-called holy man. Secondly, the resurrection not only proves the validity of his sacrifice, but it provides the ability for us to live in Christ. The Christian life is not a matter of trying to, do, to be a good Christian or even imitating Jesus. It's not imitation, but rather impartation. That is, Jesus is alive. He rose again, and he sends his spirit to come and dwell in me, to tell me what I should do, and then to give me the power and the ability to do it. That's why the resurrection is essential. And here's what I, I want you to ponder today. God's word is perfect. And since it is perfect, do you believe it? Do you believe all that Jesus has promised us? Do you believe what it really says? Then live it. Study it. Crave it. Have the Bible study of all Bible studies. Don't neglect the Word of God. There's too many neglecting it in these days, and we know it's only going to get worse. We know there's going to be poverty in the land where people trade in all of this for doctrines of demons, and we're seeing it all around us. Church, hold on. Hold on to the truth. Hold on to His Word. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. 
If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.